Hyundai's most electric EV lineup changes the way you look and feel about EVs, specifically Hyundai EVs. Hyundai's EV lineup has everything you've been yearning for in your next or first EV, boldly captivating your senses. There's the ultra-fast charging in the Ionic 5 and Ionic 6 from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. There's the fun-to-drive lineup and the tech-infused standard safety features like highway driving assist and blind spot collision warning. Plus, you get America's best warranty with a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited electric battery warranty. Learn more about Hyundai EVs at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. America's best warranty claim based on total package of warranty programs. See dealer for limited warranty details. See your Hyundai dealer for further details and limitations. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, February 18th, and we have an emergency podcast! Carson Wentz has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know it's a big deal when Devo doesn't even hide his video, because it's the Devo show. <laughs> no, look, B- Breach, John Breach, out! Devo, in! <laughs> Ryan Wilson, Devo joining me. Breach is going to be along in a minute. He had to write his newsletter. You should subscribe to that newsletter. Go to cbssports.com slash newsletters. Click on the Pick 6 logo. You'll get Breach's um, daily dose of delusion and insanity. Uh, but he's breaking down the Carson Wentz trade. Of course, uh, the deal, the terms of the deal, Carson Wentz uh, traded to the Colts. And the Colts send back to the Eagles a third-round pick in 2021. Correct me if I get this wrong. And in 2022, a second-round pick which can become a first-round pick if Carson Wentz plays either 75% of the Colts' snaps or 70% of the snaps and the Colts go to the playoffs. There he goes. So, Devo. Yes, Will. Your thoughts on this deal, your your feeling as the as the – as the as the Eagles finally get rid of Carson Wentz, like are you are you relieved? Are you sad? Are you nostalgic? Are you uh, foolishly optimistic? Where do you stand here? Yeah, the uh, the era is over. I'll start with the feelings. For whatever reason, and I think I know the reasons. There is a sentimentality attached to Carson Wentz, and a lot of it, almost all of it, is due to the Super Bowl season, the only Super Bowl in Eagles history, the only Super Bowl in my lifetime. I unequivocally believe the Eagles do not win that Super Bowl without Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback for 13 games. They may not win the actual game against the Patriots, but they're not getting to that point without Carson Wentz. So I'm forever going to feel an attachment towards him. So, yes, I did feel very strongly about Carson Wentz. The way things have transpired in the past couple months, I could not have imagined. You know, I told you that I thought Doug Peterson may be gone or Carson Wentz would be gone. I never would have thought at the end of the season that both of them would have been gone. I get where we're at. I get the compensation. It makes sense when you're down pretty much to one suitor when Carson Wentz dictates where he wants to go. I think this is going to be a mistake. I think Carson Wentz admittedly was bad in 2020. Quarterbacks have bad years. Not all of them as bad as Carson Wentz had in 2020. We want to jump to conclusions. We want to say, oh, he's going to be bad for the rest of his career. I don't think that's going to be the case. There's this rush to overreact and kind of just condemn the rest of a player's career. I don't think that's going to be the case for Carson Wentz. Um, does this make the Eagles better in 2021, Wilson? It doesn't make them worse. I mean, Debo probably disagrees, but if you're okay with Jalen Hurts, getting the job based on the handful of games he had. And I don't know if he's a long-term answer, but there was a ton of friction and ton of awkward friction with both of them on the roster. And we saw it last year. And the funny thing for me is like, now there's no backup quarterback. Which is fine. Jalen hurts. When they draft someone at number six overall, we'll get to that in a second. Actually. Well, my point is that, you know, the reason that Doug Peterson played Nate Sudfeld was to see if he's a long-term answer. Nate Sudfeld's a free agent. So again, that week 17, nonsense doesn't hold water and again i know Debo is fine defending what happened there and at the end of the day i don't care it's just a weird thing to go from ninth to six and and then try to figure out what happens but i think they're they're the same team they were they have questions about zach Ertz, who they may look to move on from um yeah i don't think this team is 
like in terms of the most chaotic teams on on planet Earth, the Texans are still number one. I don't even know if they're the Eagles are that far from just like the the median chaotic team this year. Like they're middle of the road right now. I think they'll be fine. Well, if I'll I'll disagree with that, and and here's why: is that I mean this guy was the MVP ten weeks into the season in 2017, and Which is Doug four years ago won a, what's that? Four years ago now, three and a half years ago now though. I mean they won the Super Bowl, man. Like this, it was a, it was a it. We were, people were asking, we may have been asking if the Eagles were kickstarting a dynasty, like because of everything that they had. I mean, I think Eagles fans believe that Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz were going to be this foundation for the long haul. And now they're both gone. Eagles fans thought they were having, they're going to have a dynasty. They thought they were set for the long haul. They thought they were going to win like multiple Super Bowls over the course of the Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz era. And not only did Carson Wentz sort of get Doug Peterson fired, he then refused to be traded to anywhere else and like tr- somehow leveraged the Eagles into taking the only offer that they could get for him, the only reasonable offer they could get for him, which is what the Colts ended up offering. Like, Carson Wait, is Wentz- that, how's my audio? Is that okay? Yeah, you sound good. Uh, do we know that Carson Wentz refused to go anywhere else? Chicago. That's, I mean, that's the buzz is that he did, he was like, I don't want to go to Chicago. Okay. You I, don't know that for a fact. That's what you're saying. I'm not going to Chicago. Yeah, I'm but, only going to Indianapolis. That's that the only right. way you can trade me. Is that yeah, right, it, 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 I, I believe Will on that. Yeah, it seems like it was really down to the Colts. So I'm, I'm honestly a little bit surprised that there was this type of compensation and what I think likely will be a, a first round pick. He's played 75% of snaps in, in three of his five NFL seasons. He hasn't really had the injury concerns in the past couple of years. It's this year just didn't meet that 75% threshold because of horrible play. Uh, yeah. I, I know you're optimistic, Debo, and I understand all that, and you owe Carson once a lot, and I get all that as a fan, I, but I swear, man, he, that 2017 season was an aberration. Like, the reality is, he was just lightning in a bottle. So, if you look, if you look at everything after that, though, not including this year. He, because he had Frank Reich. That, well, look, I think that's the theory, Breach, is that he's now going back to, to partner with Frank Reich, and Eagles fans have long sort of, Held this belief that maybe it was maybe it was Frank Wright, maybe not Doug Peterson who won them the Super Bowl. And I, I, I breach if you are the Colts, I don't. I, I mean, I, I agree with Debo. I, I think Debo's right. Like I'm, I'm almost surprised that they would give up a first round pick next year for him if that's what it becomes. I haven't yet. It's but, a twenty. Yeah, I, I think if I'm the Colts, like I feel like the Colts won this trade going so far away that I don't even like if we graded this, there's not a grade high enough to give them because I feel like it's such a low risk move. If you give up the first round pick. That means that Carson Wentz stayed healthy, which is would be mildly surprising because he hasn't been able to do that. That means that he played three-fourths of the snaps or played 70% if they make the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs, then that first-round pick you're giving up is 18 or lower. And so, you know, you, you make the divisional round, all of a sudden it's 24 or lower, and that is not a bad deal to get your starting quarterback of the future. Uh And, and you know, if the Colts are bad next season, say you're like – four and eight at some I, they're too good to be four and eight at some point but if they are then you just say you know what Jacoby Brissett you're going to finish the season uh because we're not giving the Eagles a first round pick for this crappy quarterback so I feel like the Colts are in a win-win situation here yeah, yeah. first of all they have to resign Jacoby Brissett which they very well may do but it's funny you missed Jacoby Brissett breach because our guy Stephen O at Sportsline uh re- released the odds right after the trade was announced um reported it hasn't been announced yet so Brissett's predicted to win during uh, doing Stephen O's 10 million simulations. If Brissett's resigning and, and starts at 16 games, they're going to win 9.4 games. What do you think the expectation is for Wentz starting all 16 games for the Colts? Higher. Need to be less specific. <laughs> what percent? I would say no, no, no. 9.4 is what Brissett is projected to win in, in terms of the, the the projections. I will I, say 9.6. I'll say 10. Debo, you want to guess or do you see it? Uh, yeah, I, I saw it, but also read that championship percentage. That goes up a, cu- a couple points. Oh my God, you're a Colts fan, aren't you? You've, you're a Colts fan. No, I'm, I'm not taking over for you. Nine I'm out, I'm out, oh, I'm out of the Colts. I, I'm not a Wentz guy at all. So, no, I'm so, not, I'm not going to trade my allegiances from team to team each year. So 9.7. Right. And, and 8.0 your- as a championship percentage, I believe a jump up from 5.2, correct? Yeah, yeah. so you're increasing your Super Bowl chances by 2.2%, which is a huge number in the NFL. It's not easy to jump up over 2% uh, 
anything. You're increasing your division winning chances of almost 6%. So, I mean, these are, these are basically saying that maybe Brissett and Wentz are worth the same in the regular season, but that Wentz has that juice that can get you over the hump. In the postseason. I don't know why. What's his only career point? I didn't make the math here, Ryan. I'm just pointing out what the math says. You can't read the math. That's not uh, what historically tells you that Wentz, once he gets to January, is suddenly turning it on. I told you what the math says. Or is playing. I'm not saying what Wentz. Go, quit, stop. Go back to school breach. I'm, I'm ashamed of the, the public school system that failed you so horribly. Well, I mean, look, the, I mean, the reality is the Colts lost Phillip Rivers this offseason to retirement and what were you chuckling about? They need a quarter, they needed a quarterback. Hug They're your not, doll, hug your doll while you have this conversation. I, I, first of all, I think they downgraded. I don't think Carson Wentz is as good. I don't think Carson Wentz in 2021 would be as good as Philip Rivers was in 2020. We got to find some way to, to bet on something tangible we can do there. Happily. I'd love to. Yeah. Happily. Let I'll me ask up. you this. Let, let me ask. Well, th- th- this is not a Philip Rivers discussion, but my point being, and I want to talk about Philip Rivers. I want to talk about I'm this. saying the Colts had to get a quarterback and they bought low on a guy that Frank Reich Thinks he can get MVP caliber play out of, and that's what, that's what Breach just said. Let me. Well, so I wasn't here, Ryan. <laughs> just to stick on Rivers for a second, Rivers was bad in 2019, right, with the Chargers. Yes, not as bad as Carson Wentz was in 2020 with the Eagles, but rebounded with the Colts. I think there's a lot of belief, Ooh. not just from me, that he can rebound. So there, there's this belief that the Colts will be and can be a playoff team, and they have the infrastructure to really support Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz can be good when he's in a just moderate situation. That's why, and I don't want to take it back to the Eagles this quickly, but if the Eagles were in a better situation and supported him a little better. That's why I'm not really harping on 2020. It was a horrible, horrible situation. All right, all right. Let's look. I, the Philip Rivers 2019 and Carson Wentz 2020 are not comparable. Carson Wentz is way worse. Bad. Way, 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 way worse. He got benched in the middle of a playoff run, in the middle of a gigantic contract for a second round pick who's a rookie. Here's the thing. It was and, bad. And actually, this pains me to do, but. According to DVOA, value per play, Rivers was 15th replacement level in 2019. He was 12th last year. So he actually, uh, he didn't get that much better, which I, I agreed. He with just had less premise. interceptions. He had, I mean, like, he, but let me, he, before we start talking about Phil, uh, Carson Wentz, you know, having some success in a, a less chaotic system. What about this? And this is what I mentioned on Ace Q. They drafted the Colts to Jacob Eason in the fourth round last year, just to sit for a year behind Phil Rivers, which is best case scenario for him. What if he outplays uh Carson Wentz in August? I mean, Carson Wentz has proven that he does not like competition and he takes it personally and he can get vindictive. And I say that as, you know, comp- competitive-wise, he, want, he wants to be the only show in town. I get there a lot. He what can't happens, handle it mentally. What if Jacob Eason is, is slinging it in August in the preseason games? Uh There goes that first-round pick if Jacob Eason has legit earned Because Chris Ballard and Frank Reich strike me as people who aren't running the Houston Texans in that if Jacob Eason is better – and gives that team the best chance to win, I feel like they would roll with Jacob Eason. Now, again, they could resign Jacoby Brissett. There's a whole other, a bunch of things they could do, and they well, traded. You can afford to do that because uh, right. Carson Wentz's cap it is only $25.4 million in 2021. You add Jacob Eason's contract, you still have two quarterbacks uh, under contract under $28 million, which you know a lot of NFL teams would love to have their starting quarterback under $28 million. So you're at that no matter who your starter is, and I think that's how you have to view it. As the Colts, if Jacob Eason wins a job, he wins a job. Uh, we're still only paying our, our quarterbacks a total of $28 million. We're fine. You know what's funny, too, Breach? Uh, Dan Graziano, ESPN, tweeted this out shortly after the trade. The Eagles will carry a $33.8 million dead money cap hit for Wentz. That will be the largest dead money cap hit in NFL history. Previous record would have been the $22 million the Rams were going to carry for golf. Yeah, I mean, it's look, I, I think here's the thing with the Eagles that's a little undersold is – they are either going to be trotting out Jalen Hurts, who was electric at times last year, but also very much looked like a second-round rookie for large portions uh, of the season. Sure. I mean, that Week 17 game, I, I get everybody harps on Nate Sudfeld and Doug Peterson tanking and all and all that nonsense, but like uh, Jalen Hurts is okay. Well, I'm saying like Jalen Hurts was not good in that game. Like, yeah, like he was he was not playing well. He deserved and, to be benched. He should have been benched. It's just that the the alternative, the backup, came in and played even somehow worse. But Jalen Hurts deserved to be benched <laughs> based on three quarters of play. Right, and so the Eagles are either starting him or they're drafting a quarterback at six. I don't think. Debo, what do you think's going to happen? They're not drafting a quarterback. Well, are they? But, but my point being is that like the what 
whoever they take, let's say they take somebody at six and they don't, I mean, whatever the case may be, that dude or her or hurts is being asked to do a lot with not a lot around him. Like this Eagles team is not good. I mean, it's not like the roster is bad. Not only is the roster bad, but it, it, Wilson just mentioned the $33.8 million cap hit. Let's say the salary cap is $180 million. That means a guy who's not even on your roster is taking up 18.7% of your cap space. So you're literally starting 18.7% behind everyone else. You have 81.3% of the cap to work with, and you have to build up a bad roster that simply hasn't been good the past couple seasons. So I don't know how you would draft a quarterback, how you could – possibly even contemplate that at six overall. I think you have to fill as many holes as possible, as cheaply as possible, and that means trading down. If I'm the Eagles, I'm just going to keep trading back until people refuse to trade back with me anymore. So, Debo, how do you feel about the quarterback at six? I feel like that ship has sailed. I would not be shocked. Everybody latches to this Howie Roseman comment from last year that the Eagles are a quarterback factory. He said that after they spent that second rounder on Jalen Hurts, and and people were not happy to hear that. I would not be shocked if it happened at six. Probably wouldn't be my first choice. They're not <laughs> taking Trey Lance. I, I can pretty much assure you that. I've made some. <laughs> I made some. That would be so incredible. Oh my God, if they traded wins. It's like, and then it's just like these, like you have Nick Sirianni and Trey Lance. It's like, this is homeless recreation of, of like, of Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. It'd be, God, that would be so good. Yeah, I'm saying that they're not going to draft Trey Lance, but in in full transparency, I got to just admit how wrong I was after week 17, after Doug pulled his thing with Nate Sudfeld. I said, this is a sign to me that Doug Peterson will be back because he clearly communicated with the front office. Was dead wrong on that. After the Eagles hired Nick Sirianni, I thought it was just that tied to the Colts. They really believed in, in amping up Carson Wentz and, and committing to those ties again. I said he'll be the week one starter in 2021. So I've been wrong on about everything Eagles related this offseason. Um, so don't Hold me to, to Trey Lance. Well, well, and I think part of the other thing too, when it comes to this draft situation with the Eagles is that like Howie Roseman is on the hot seat. I mean, anybody who he's not on the hot no, seat. No, no, he, he should be, he should have been the first one gone. Yeah. I like Howie Roseman who survived the Chip Kelly era somehow and then came out on top. He's like the, like, uh, uh, Tim, um, oh gosh, uh, Andy, uh, Dufresne and Shawshank. Like he like swam through a, you know, a mile of poop and came out of the other side clean. You know, he, he hasn't done a good job drafting. We had Brian Westbrook on one of our Twitch streams this past year for fantasy football today. And, and Westbrook's like, I said, something like, yeah, hey, I has done a good job. He's like, mm. he hasn't lately. You know, he hasn't done a good job. And as a result, I'm trying to slow down my words. Bye, Brenton. What was he about to say? We'll never know. We'll never know. As a result. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the entire fan base is, is down on Howie Roseman. They were, you know, Carson Wentz turned into this, this huge villain, I think, amongst the fan base. But I think Howie Roseman remains villain, public enemy number one for the Eagles right now. Continue. How's that amusing, Ryan? Continue your Howie Roseman point. I was just saying that, I mean, I think with Howie Roseman, you know, now you're in the situation where, like, you might need to force a quarterback at six because it, even, it extends your life, your lifespan as GM. No. I don't no, think so. What do you mean? No, it does. It just, it does. If you draft a quarterback at six, it is going to extend. Jeffrey your... Laurie is not, I, I think you would agree, Dibbo. He's not a moron and he seems to mm-hmm. be, well, he, well, he, oh, you're not sure, but he seems like he probably doesn't have a lot of patience to the, to the point where you can't just keep drafting a, a quarterback in the first and second round every year. He had patience for the longest time with, with Andy Reid. And then that I think has, has shortened year after year. And, and I, I tend to agree with Brinson, but I think we're at the point with quarterback prospects after they get drafted, they have such a short leash and we're making judgments on them based on, on nine games of Tua Tagovailoa that I don't know how long it would truly extend it because if you draft a guy at six and he doesn't perform in year one, then you're in the same situation you were this year, and and Howie Roseman could be on his way out if they draft Fields at six, and he and he doesn't step up in his rookie season. Debo, so, if I would have asked you real quick after the Super Bowl in 2017, that I said two out of three of Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, and Carson Wentz would be gone by the end of the 2020 season, which two would you have picked? I would have called you insane, and I would have if two would have been gone, probably. 
Carson Wentz and, and Howie Roseman. I thought Doug would have been there for long. Just because Carson's injury, I never was one like, oh, let's start Nick Foles. He should be the starter. But I think there was just a, a couple of signs. But I, I would have called you absolutely crazy. I would have been more inclined to plan my future parades than, than tell you uh, that we'd have emergency podcasts for all these guys leaving. So two questions. Who do you want at number six? What player, position, uh, more specifically, I don't necessarily care about the player. Number two, uh, I mentioned the chaotic scale, and I thought that maybe the Eagles were middle of the road. Do you think they're actually closer to the Texans than they are to the average chaotic team? What's an average chaotic team? Like the Steelers, for me, are a team that seems to be amid some chaos, but I think by the time the season rolls around, they'll be they'll be fine. The Steelers, if if what's the least chaotic team? The, the Steelers thrive on chaos. That's the Steelers also are not point. the Steelers are not chaotic. Well, the they have. They have issues at quarterback. They have, you know, that there have been a lot of chip, the JJ, uh, JJ, Juju Smith-Schuster dancing around and acting like a moron at the end of the web breach. As, to answer Brinson's question, the most chaotic team is the Texans. So that's the no, no. chaotic scale. The, the least side. chaotic. The Texans are clearly the most chaotic. Well, I, I think you just have to go with the, the Bucks and the Chiefs right now. It's the least chaotic. Right, let's it's, say the Chiefs are the, are the least chaotic. Uh, most stable. Are, yeah. yeah. Or even the Colts are a good example of a really stable team. Yeah. So, I mean, they just had to trade for a quarterback, but sure. I agree with you. Um, yeah, but that's the Eagles are a hell of a lot closer to the Texans than the Chiefs. Yeah. They should is that the, way. Is the point. So I, <laughs> like, I'll be an Eagles fan way, way longer than I'll be a, a Carson Wentz fan, but I'm trying to keep it fair. Like I do not blame Carson Wentz entirely for kind of how, you know, how he handled some things could have been handled a little bit differently, but, but his belief and, and how the organization failed to kind of support him and what they did, I don't blame him for his, his opinions on that. So I think maybe the Lions without like the longstanding history of, of chaos and, and debacle, <laughs> wow. but like, let's just bubble up the, like bottle up the Lions into the past three years, the Eagles in the past three years. They might be close to each other not quite the texans but but maybe the lions all right which side of the bears are they on more chaotic or least chaotic than the bears they're more chaotic way more chaotic they just fired their super bowl winning coach and traded away their former first round pick and they traded like this the eagles but are a hot mess man we did have a argue. conversation last summer about most stable franchises we did a top five and the eagles were right on the fringe of the top five and it's so crazy to think how things change in the span of Nine, ten months. They were in the top five. About the NFC East, the, the most disastrous division in football, and the Eagles are now the most disastrous team in the most disastrous division. It's, it's crazy, uh, how much has changed in 12 months. All right. So, uh, let's talk about the, do we think we covered the, do the Bears? I think the Bear, I think the Bears are kind of sneaky winners here. Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's only third round pick and potentially a, a first rounder if you, if things go in your favor. Well, I guess, I, I guess my question is, did the Bears win or lose by not getting Carson Wentz? I think they pushed. I, I think Carson Wentz is an upgrade over Mr. Bisky, but he's also cost is you, he? tw- but the, the other point is the, 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 uh, the, uh, qualifiers that he's still costing you $23 million or whatever it is that the Colts are having to pay. So that's a lot of money to pay for Mr. Bisky, uh, you know putting lipstick on a pig in Carson Wentz. And we don't know if the Bears I, – I wouldn't call them a winner or loser until we know who their quarterback is going to be because if they uh, got out of the Wentz thing and they end up trading for Deshaun Watson, I don't think they're going to, but if they do, they're clearly the winner. Uh, but if they got out of the Wentz thing and, you know, they have a change of heart inside Nick Foles to an eight-year extension, then maybe they're a loser because that trading for Wentz would have kept them from doing that. So I think it just depends on – I think their next move is. I think Breach is right, but I do think they're temporary winners. I don't think Wentz makes them a better football team. I I don't think that Carson Wentz would dramatically improve. So like Stephen O did those uh the projections for the Colts or whatever. If he did them for the Bears, if they traded for Wentz, I think it's like a slight movement. It's really just not much to me. And 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 that's and that's I mean like this is not like we're not trying to crap all over Carson Wentz here, but uh, again, I mean this guy was. The starter this year played awful, was clearly in his own head about the, the Hurts thing, clearly still in his own head about the Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl and having a statue out, out in front of his office and, you know, promptly, you know, screw, just play, just plays awful, gets benched for Hurts, leaks out, it leaks out like, you know, I don't know if I'm happy in Philadelphia and like I'll figure it out after the season stuff all throughout the end of the year. The turmoil causes Doug Peterson to get fired, which we presumed like very rationally that it was a we're all in on Carson because we're out on Doug. And then Carson Wentz decides, no, he's sick. Like 
he's acting like he's Deshaun Watson or something. And, and it's just not at all the case. And, and so he forces his way out. He won't go to Chicago. I, he's a huge winner here though, because he's landing in the one spot where I wouldn't want to bet against him bouncing back because I think Frank Reich is a great coach. I think the Colts have a fantastic, uh, infrastructure for a guy like Carson Wentz. And I, you know, I think that they're going to give him the ability, like he's not going to have to come in and do what he did in Philadelphia, which is feel the need to make the whole team better. There are weapons around him. He'll play inside Frank Reich's system. They'll run the ball a ton. He'll take some shots down the field. He'll make some plays with his legs and the Colts will be a good football team unless he's just, a, just unless he's just completely trash. Which. I, I mean, do any of us think he's going to be complete trash? I think he's going to be good in India. He's got an actual, Probably. he's got talent around him, which he just didn't have the Will last. Will he be better than Philip Rivers? Uh, yes. Wow. I'm that, saying it right now. That, Cut that right now. Carson Wentz will have a better 2021 season than Philip Rivers had in 2020. That's what bothers me as an Eagles fan. I, I appreciate Breach's point, but it's just like, you know, there's still something there. Maybe he's mentally gone forever. Cause I think that's what happened first to affect everything physical on the field. But a, a lot of people, I would say a majority of people would be more inclined to say that he'll be successful, whatever you want to qualify that as in, in Indianapolis rather than like an abject failure, failure like he was in 2020. I don't think I, he'll I, be an abject failure failure. I think he'll be. A mediocre, it will be a replacement level quarterback. I don't think he will be a huge improvement over Phillip Rivers. In fact, I don't know if he'll be as good as Phillip Rivers was last year. And with Phillip Rivers, you know, the floor and the ceiling is, is relatively high. If everything clicks, Carson Wentz, the floor could be exactly the floor is the one floor. of the, the worst quarterback seasons ever. No, the <laughs> yeah. floor, the floor is getting injured in the preseason and not playing a single snap. Uh, because you can't stay healthy, and then the Colts have to find another quarterback to start. But or, the, ceiling, the ceiling for Wentz, I feel like, is also pretty high because his best season was with Frank Reich. Win. But, by, by the way, let's – I mean, I don't want to – Carson Wentz is going to be the MVP if he played the whole season, more than likely. In 2017. Uh, yes. In 2017. So that year in 2017, he completed 60.2% of his passes. He uh, threw for 253 passing yards per game and averaged 7.5 yards per attempt. Philip Rivers, 2020, 68% of his passes, 260 passing yards per game and 7.7 yards per attempt. So really the only thing that Carson Wentz did better in his MVP season than Philip Rivers did last year at the age of 30 friggin' nine was run the ball a bunch and have a completely unsustainable touchdown pass rate. At 7.5%, which led the NFL. So I think, I think that we're, I think we, we are being cautiously optimistic with Wentz, but I think in general, people are ignoring the possibility that Wentz is a 15 to 25 ranked quarterback next year. Just to be clear, people don't think that. Just these two guys. Everyone else, I think, is on the same page as we are. They're, they're a little concerned. I think this is the last time I'll say it, but. (laughs) <laughs> he just needs to be 2019 Carson Wentz. I would say the consensus, if I compiled all the off-season lists last year, he was towards the bottom of the list, but a top 10 quarterback. Probably 9 or 10, but if I took a consensus of preseason lists, uh Sean Wagner-McGuff put him, I think, number 7 or number 8. Say what you will about that. I was a fan of it. <laughs> Coming off of 2017, he's higher than that, but he doesn't have to be 2017. If he's 2019 Carson Wentz with the Colts, they're a legitimate contender sure no they're i mean look the jaguars are you know the jaguars and they i don't you know trevor lawrence is awesome but it, I, I don't think jaguars are gonna be magically incredible uh in his first like i don't think he's gonna turn them into a 10-win team in his first year the only person who thinks that is pete briscoe uh the texans are obviously trash even with deshaun watson there and the, you know the titans are very, a very good football team that that it has a lot of consistency i would say tennessee is the favorite to win the division uh, regardless of what Carson Wentz we get, um, and because of the volatility of Carson Wentz. But yeah, I mean, if, if you get 2019 Carson Wentz that plays 16 games for the Colts, the Eagles are getting a first round pick back because that means they're, you know, he's play, I mean, obviously he plays 16 games, but you're going to get 70% of the snaps and a playoff berth. It's a nine to 10 win team. Their defense is good enough. Their uh, running game is good enough. They have enough weapons and Frank Reich will, like the reason that Philip River, the reason people think that Philip Rivers drastically improved from 2019 to 2020 is not because he was like, 
it was because he was he was required to do a lot less than what he was required to do in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, Anthony Lynn wanted to run the ball, and then they would get in a bad spot with a banged-up defense and questionable game plan, and Phillip Rivers would have to try to throw it 40 times in the second half to win football games. In Indianapolis, they had a smart game plan. Philip Rivers minimize, you want to minimize his throws. You want to run the football. You want to give him some play action. You want to let him get those short passes, the swing passes and all of that. And so you have to think that Frank Reich is going to try to do that with Carson Wentz. And that I am confident about Indianapolis being good next year, not because I think Carson Wentz will return to form and Carson Wentz will be a good quarterback, but I am confident. I'm so, I am so supremely confident in Frank Reich's ability to get the most out of whoever he's coaching at the quarterback position that I wouldn't want to bet against the Colts. I mean, we know how much situation matters with quarterbacks. Look at, I think Baker Mayfield might be a decent example. Pretty bad in 2019 with Freddie Outhouse. Ter- terrible in 2019. But wait a second. We're, we're not. I will not have Doug Peterson's name besmirched by including him in the same sentence as Freddie freaking Kitchens. Doug Peterson, until I don't know how long ago recently, but I would imagine, Debo, you were fine with him as a coach. It's not like you're going from Freddie Kitchens to Kevin Stefanski. You're literally going from Doug Peterson in a chaotic situation we've agreed upon in Philadelphia to a situation that's obviously better and more stable. Now, I don't know. Frank Reich isn't suddenly the quarterback whisperer. You guys are acting like he's Bill Walsh. Uh, I mean, I, I, Carson, I, I, I think he's a quarterback whisperer. Okay. Well, we'll see. But, I mean, you're asking a lot of Carson Wentz who – couldn't hit the broadside of a barn last year. It doesn't matter who is telling you how to, how to throw the ball. I mean, his, his footwork was dog crap. Um, his above the neck in terms of where he was mentally wasn't there. And, and like I said, if there's competition in August, what, what is, uh, Doug, I mean, what is, um, Frank Reich saying to him to make him feel better? He's going to, he's going to be pouting about it. I mean, I feel like if I'm Frank Reich, I feel pretty good. You might not think he's a quarterback whisperer. I feel like he's done a pretty good job considering his circumstances. This I said he's not Bill Walsh. He is good at his job, but you he, said he's not a quarterback whisperer also. He is not the downgrade from Doug Peterson to, or the upgrade from Doug Peterson going to Frank Reich. You guys are acting like it's Freddie Kitchens going to literally anyone else on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's distracting us from the overall point, but he is fair to point out that Doug Peterson, not Freddie Outhouse. No, my my initial point was Baker Mayfield's situation and circumstances, his situation being Freddie Outhouse, Carson Wentz's situation being a little bit of Doug Peterson, a beat-up offensive line, and zero offensive weapons. So just like the circumstances, once you add it up, it was probably 95% Freddie Outhouse for Baker Mayfield. It was a combination of factors for Carson. And if you're Frank Reich, though, you're thinking, oh, my God, I might actually have a quarterback for more than a year. This is going to be his fourth starting quarterback in his four years as coach in Indianapolis. I mean, that is total insanity, and they've done good. You know, in 2018, he had Andrew Luck. They make the playoffs, uh, did okay with Jacoby Brissett. After you surprisingly, shockingly lose your starting quarterback two weeks before the season starts, obviously last year with Phillip Rivers. So I think if you get just, as Debo has been saying, 2019 output out of Carson Wentz, the Colts will be good. And also, Reich and Wentz can kind of grow together, which Reich has not been able to do with any quarterback in Indianapolis. So I'll ask you guys this, because uh, I want to see who is high on the Colts right now and who's low. Over under You're high. 10 and a half wins for under. Indianapolis in 2021. Under. And I would imagine it would be it would be under with Phillip Rivers where he coming back. That's a lot. Brenton? Mm-hmm. Uh, over under 10? 10 and a half. I mean, I generally will take the under on double digit win totals like that, with the exception of like super elite teams like the Chiefs. So I'll say, I'll say under, but I think they, I think 10 is, I think 9 or 10 is probably, like, I think the, I think the win total will be either 9, 8 and a half. No, it'd be 9 or 9 and a half. It would be my guess. Yeah. Breach, I got a number for you. You want to fly to Vegas with me? Eight six seven five three zero nine. Why would you do that? That is a horrible thing to do. Forty five to one Carson Wentz MVP odds. I may or may not have already laid down a couple dollars on it. I'm gonna pound <laughs> that on my old mobile app right now. I don't What's have on? a boo. Uh, I need a boo sound drop. No, to, you, you can't. What's a horrible anything. thing to do? Boo! You, I say boo. Oh, say in the eight six seven five three zero nine. Like at least. Five to ten people, bare ass minimum, including me, are going to have that stuck in their head at some point this afternoon. Are going to be uh, furious at breach. I don't know if Debo knows what that even means. So that's uh, what I was wondering. Uh, you know Debo's, Debo? a, Debo's a, a, a cultural. He's cultured. You know. He's you know what that is, right? Yeah. Guru. 
Oh, yeah. he's an old, he's an old soul. He knows. Oh my God. It's already in my head. I, I hate you. Bitch. Yeah. If it's you right. didn't say eight, six, it, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Yeah. Uh, now you, I'm sorry to everyone. Yeah, like you, to you made it way worse. Will. <laughs> that's what's going on in my head. I, I need to point out, by oh, the way. Uh, now this is actually interesting. Hold on. I'm going to point this out before you interrupt me. And I would encourage you, Brinson, to read the iTunes reviews where 95% of the negative reviews are you interrupting people. So <laughs> in the words that. of Jay Cutler, don't care. When did he say that? Did you ever hear that story about how he, he's in the, um, this is, it's an urban, it's an urban legend. So I don't know if it's, somebody needs to ask him about it. He's, he's, he's at Vandy. And, uh, and he's at like in a bathroom or like he maybe he's back at Vandy for a football game or something. I can't remember what it is, but at any rate, he's in a bathroom and he's using the bathroom and somebody's like somebody else in the bathroom is like, Oh my God, Jake Cutler, bro. Like, I love you. Like, oh, a minute. He, and he, he's sitting there taking a piss and he leans his head back and he goes, don't care. <laughs> Just told the people to get lost. I love it so much. Breach, you have to confirm that since you live in the same town as him. Uh, I want, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. But, uh, but what I was going to say, speaking of no, color, no, 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 the no, Bears, hold according hold to on, Jay Glazer, hold on, hold don't on, stop interrupting me. No, the Bears finish, never gonna, made an offer. Care. I will do this all day. I will finish my thought. Uh, here's the deal. I wanted to point this out earlier. <laughs> it's their podcast. I mean, it, I mean, this is, your name's on it. Uh, Breach gets no credibility uh, at all when it comes to judging quarterbacks because this is the same – buffoon who was going to trade a third round pick for Gardner Minshew. So any thoughts you have on quarterbacks are You know what? I'm gonna have the last laugh when Gardner Minshew gets to the Super Bowl next year, Wilson. And then you're gonna, is he gonna work is he gonna work is he gonna work for CBS and do the Pick Six podcast? How he gonna say Bowl? how it's gonna happen. <laughs> He's how? gonna be serving up mushroom Swiss burgers in Los Angeles. <laughs> how many wins would the Colts have with Gardner Minshew next year? Eight. Eight Exactly. That's it. You're ducking on yourself. I mean, I do think though that like, I mean, if, if the Colts traded for Gardner Minshew and won eight games, I don't think that would be that crazy, to be honest. But they're not trading a third round pick, which is what no, no, they no, 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 no. Of course not. Of course not. But I'm just saying that like, that's again, that goes back to the Carson Wentz thing and why like you, it's just hard to, it's hard to bet against him with the Colts because it feels like the infrastructure there is so good. I mean, you, you mentioned them as a stable team. I think they're one of the most stable teams in football, even though they keep changing out their quarterback every year. I mean, most teams that are swapping out quarterbacks every year, there's chaos surrounding them. I think it helps too. And this is a big thing for Wentz, in my opinion, the media market is going to be really chill. Like Indianapolis is not Philadelphia. It is the polar opposite of Philadelphia. If Wentz struggles out of the gate, like, I mean, Stephen Holder and, um, you know, and those Dole. guys, Greg, our buddy Greg Dole, like, I mean, they're all great. Like the, the reporters there are awesome guys. Zach, Zach Kiefer, Kiefer, friend of the podcast. Yeah. Like th- those guys are great reporters, but there's just a difference. It's just like Charlotte. Like there's just a it's difference a between Midwestern sensibilities. They're not out there to, they're not, well, it's, you don't, it's like Philadelphia. It's like something happens. And it's like, you know, all, all the Philly bros are like fighting each other for like, who's going to like assault Howie or, or, um, or, or Doug or Nick or Carson first. And it's just not going to be that way in Indianapolis. Now credit to Chris Ballard, who has established a very good rapport with the media there too. Like, and Frank Reich, same thing. Like they bring them in, they watch film. It's, I'm not saying that they've, they've developed favoritism or anything, but they, they are open and forthright with the media. And I, like, I just think that's going to be huge for Carson Wentz. He's not going to get there and just get pillared by, you know, by columnists uh, immediately. I wanted to ask you guys, we talked about like what's up here for, for Carson Wentz. What do you think of kind of the, the attitude issues that, have been reported is is that a concern in addition to kind of just what's what's mentally affecting his game his his attitude the locker room is is that a concern or going into the Colts locker room and that stable situation kind of absolves all that I don't think it is and I like I've talked about Carson Wentz sort of being a baby but I do understand you were drafted um top three pick or whatever it was to be the face of the franchise you had a great start of your career then things went south in a fashion that they have rarely gone south that quickly. And you're frustrated and you're angry. I get all that, and I get wanting to get traded. Like I don't have any issue with any of that stuff. And I think as long as things are going well, he'll probably be okay. And we just talked about what a great situation it is. And, and I'll say this. Like Breach said, you can't. it's hard to grade how well the, the Colts did on this trade. And I think the third-round pick and conditional second slash first-rounder is a great gift for the Colts. But I do think the Eagles made out pretty well, all things considered. They weren't going to get the Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff deal. 
I mean, that, that was, that was a, a laughable from day one. So I think it's relatively even, even though the Colts got the most of it with the lowest risk. And like I said, if my only issues of Jacob Eason's dealing in, in August, I, I do want to see how Carson handles that. I didn't think we talked Jacob Eason this much on this pod, but it's, it's a good point. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think that we see, I don't think that Frank Reich and Chris Ballard make this deal if they think that Jacob Eason is going to come out slinging. You know? Yeah, could just be insurance too. Cause it's only, again, it's a third round pick. Well, it's a first round. I mean, there's two picks. It's a second round pick next year or a first round pick next year. But that yeah. pick is good. That pick is, is going to be in the top 45 or so. Top, it's a top 50 pick next year. I'll That's put it to you. I'll put it to you this way. This is how it feels to me. This feels like basically 2020 or what year are we in? 2020 Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Jacob Eason is playing the role of Jalen Hurts. At no point did you think Jalen Hurts was going to play. I, 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 I think you're overselling the Eason thing. All right. I mean, he's, he, a, he's a, he's a fourth round pick. Hurts is like same. me talking about Gardner Minshew, Ryan. My God. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, we, we saw this unfold last year. No one, Jalen Hurts, no one thought he was going to go in the second round. Myself, uh, I think I'm too, I can look, but I think I had him and Jacob Eason pretty close in terms of where they're drafted. So split the difference of both third round picks. It, it's not that, that crazy of a scenario to think. And not only that, Jacob Eason's in year two in this offense where Jalen Hurts came in cold as a running quarterback trying to learn how to throw. Uh, you know, in a more traditional offense. So I'm just saying something to look out for. Someone said uh, the Colts need to bring in Foles now too. <laughs> oh, oh God. Get all the Bears quarterbacks. I mean, that wouldn't sit very well with Nick, with Carson. If you want to ruin Carson Wentz. Wait, sure, I will say, I, I do want to say this. Out of all the narratives, I don't like the statue thing. Carson Wentz didn't just come into work like in 2020 and realize, oh, there's the statue there. Let me play poorly. Like he was fine to above average in 2018 and 2019. What's the statue mean? The the, the stat- statue of Nick Foles out front of the Eagles. Oh, stadium. is that a real thing? Yeah, Philly special, bro. I didn't it's know Doug that. Peterson and Nick Foles. Like, like imagine if you had to imagine if every time you parked your car at your house and you had to walk inside and there's a statue of me. Out oh, in front of your house. Move. He would move just like Wentz did. He'd sell his head. He'd, he'd lose his mind. He'd, his kids would be like, Dad, what's the deal with Uncle Brinson? Do we Will, call him Uncle Brinson? would burn his house down and right. wouldn't think exactly. twice. Exactly. He wouldn't yeah. even double check to see if he had the insurance to cover the fire. He would just be like, I can't do this anymore. Well, do we, do he'd we know? Start, if... like, he'd, start, he'd be driving down the street to get to his house and start like hitting fire hydrants like Carson Wentz because he'd be, he'd be so mentally out of place. Do we know, and did they ask Carson Wentz if he's okay with Peyton Manning? Because there's a Peyton Manning statue out in front of Lucas Oil. If he hates Peyton Manning, that's going to bring back a lot of flashbacks. Peyton didn't, Peyton didn't win the Super Bowl he was supposed to win. See, I think he felt guilty about rooting against the, rooting for the Eagles to lose the Super Bowl internally because he didn't want Foles to win. He wanted to be the guy who won the Super Bowl for Philly. And I think that racks him with guilt. <laughs> Psychologist Princeton. I know, I love it. He's a doctor, you know, so he he can weigh in on those. I don't think well. Carson like you're acting like the Eagles like force every player to like high five the the Philly stat, special statue, like the Notre <laughs> Dame players slap the play like a champion today. Like you're acting like that's how the Eagles organization operates. Like I don't think he's he's pulling up and parking next to the statue, who's fine with it for two years and then had a trash 2020. Um. Okay. I mean. It's probably overblown a little bit, but I, I still think it matters. Yeah. Uh, anything else that we need to cover here? Ryan wouldn't let me point out that Jay Glazer reported the Bears did not make an offer at all. That, I mean, that's the only thing is like, that, 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 that to me is what, so like the, the Colts were the only team in on Carson Wentz at all. Well, that makes sense because, uh, you know, the Eagles were waiting and saying, uh, we want to get two first round picks. We want to get a first round pick and the Colts probably figured out they were only bigging against themselves. So if that's the case, Hey guys, we're not going to up, we're up in this. It's two second rounders. Uh, maybe we'll split the difference with this third and then the second to go up to a first, but that's it. We're not going to give you anything better. You're definitely not going to get two first rounders. So you better make this deal or you're stuck with Carson Wentz. And I think the Eagles finally realized that. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly where I'm at on. I, I guarantee, like the Chiefs probably, uh, the Chiefs, the, the Bears probably called the Eagles and said, what do you want? And then Ryan Pace hung up the phone and he and Matt Nagy had a good laugh and never called back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carson Wentz traded to the Indianapolis Colts. The drama continues. Uh, you know, that I don't think Wentz is a domino. What does that I mean? mean? Like I, like I think Deshaun Watson is a major domino for the oh. for quarterbacks moving. I don't think Wentz is a domino. I don't I don't think it really 
It's a storyline, though. I mean, it's a big deal. It takes the Colts off the market. Yeah, but that one less destination. If you're going to be a free agent quarterback or one less team looking for a quarterback, but that's again, you guys are not describing things that are dominoes. That's a domino. The, no. a domino, the Colts domino fell. It's just at the end of the line. It doesn't affect the Carson, dominoes. Okay, there's a big thing of dominoes. Yeah. And then over on the side was this Carson Wentz domino, and it just fell over. It's well, just, right. it's just one domino. It just domino. Fell. I'm talking about the Colts domino. It's a separate there's, domino. There will be no no other action occurring out of the Carson Wentz thing, unless you want to say that the Eagles draft a quarterback at six. Like, there's no domino effect. Or trade for Deshaun Watson. If the Eagles traded for Deshaun Watson, yes, I will. I will then get a a domino tattooed on my face. Oh my god! Not really. Not yes, really. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god! That's binding. That was a domino. That was a, nope. that was a tattoo joke. I Ryan, will not. Ryan have knows tattoo jokes on this podcast. Ryan knows will, that is binding. I will not get any sort of tattoo if the Eagles oh. trade for Deshaun. I will be shocked if the Eagles trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Do I don't think they can financially do it. But be cut and put on Twitter within 10 minutes after this podcast ends. Yeah, I'm cutting oh what he God. just said about not getting it. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked. I, I would not be shocked if there's a quarterback at six, though. Ryan, who did you – I know the, the draft changed constantly, but what's, what's your inclination at six? Receiver? I think receiver Pete Prisco in his first mock draft, which came out this week, he had offensive lineman, which makes sense as well. But again, I just go back to what are you doing in week 17 to move up three spots if you're not really curious about a quarterback? If you love Jamar Chase, then I guess I get that on some level, but it is, it, it's a weird situation. I, I, would they take a quarterback? Like on some level, it makes sense, but I, I can't, like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know who the backup's going to be. Um, I don't know if you sign someone. There's been no mention of them in the Deshaun sweepstakes, right? I mean, I, I still financially, I just don't think they can afford it with Carson yeah. Wentz's dead cap hold. Yeah, you can do anything unless your salary cap bro breach, so you get worried about it. Well, I, I mean, but think about like think about like this. So Carson Wentz was drafted in the 2016 season, right? Yep. yep. So wait, did they not have to use a future first round pick on him? I don't remember the details of they, how they got. I'm him there. sure they did. Oh, well, they it was traded the, with the Dolphins. Um, it was the Sam Bradford pick. Okay. Right. Isn't that how it Maybe. That sounds right. Cause they moved. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Here's what happened. The they Eagles traded twice. their future first to move up to get Carson Wentz, but then traded Sam Bradford for a first that they used for Derek Barnett at 14. I, 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 my point was just going to be, I get it. Look, it didn't work out. It's, it's, it, 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 it didn't work. It's fine. Car, the Carson Wentz didn't, thing didn't work, but that means you have now, if you draft a quarterback at six, you have now used since 2016, Three, four, four picks in the top 53 on a quarterback. And I get that you got to solve the position, but at some point you got to ask, is the guy who is burning these picks on quarterbacks the right guy to, to figure out the position? Because Andy Reid was the one who found quarterbacks before for Philly when they were a quarterback factory. Howie Roseman, however much credit you want to give him for any of those quarterbacks, is, is not the guy who was pulling the, the trigger here. Yeah. Does that seem fair? <laughs> yeah. But like why I'm not against a quarterback is because Howie Roseman's gonna convince himself that like Amari Rogers is the best receiver in the draft and take him number six. <laughs> and then you gotta watch Jamar Chase and like yeah. and, and Devontae Smith and, and Jalen Waddle like explode for I mean I gotta watch JJ Ortega Whiteside. I mean it, it is it is there is not nearly enough heat being put on Howie Roseman right now. And, and unless I'm missing something in Philly, do you there know is in in Philadelphia. I don't know about nationally. I don't think it's nearly like picked up as much. But there is vitriol in the city of Philadelphia. Right, I think that's right. Like I don't think a lot about Howie Roseman, but I don't have a vested interest. But I do think that Philadelphia fans and those living nearby are pretty fired up. And also, it shows in general what happens. Like when you're at a place for a long time and things start to go sideways, it becomes Game of Thrones. Where you just trying to keep your job, and that means whatever happens happens. Yeah. Uh, in terms of personnel wise, that's secondary to you keeping your job, and you're doing all sorts of crazy stuff to make sure that happens behind the scenes. And people well, describe Roseman as as sneaky, and they they use the Game of Thrones <laughs> reference like the oh, little, little finger. Little finger. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like Jack Easterby sneaky. Who is Jack Easterby in Game of Thrones? He's little. They're both little. He's little finger. Everyone's he's, little finger to Brinson. I know, right? I think it's. I mean, if you're credit. the. If you're the, if you're the like Weasley dude who's pulling everything behind the scenes, you're, you're Littlefinger. So with Roseman, uh, you know, it's like, uh, I kind of, I was kind of forgetting my point. Oh, I know, I know what it was. Uh, but the, the, no, to, to what Ryan's saying, 
The other problem is that when you have a GM or a personnel guy or a head coach who is doing these Game of Thrones style machinations and attempting to, you know, you're trying, if you are, if you are, if you are doing your job to save your job, you're not going to be as good at your job as you would be if you were operating with the confidence that you have your job secured. It's to wit, like I heard, um, Chris Long had Bill Barnwell on his, the Greenlight podcast. And this is before the trade, obviously, you know, Chris played with Carson and won the Super Bowl. So it's, it's definitely a friend of the podcast, Chris Long. So it's definitely worth listening to, but you know, Bill made the point that the Bears should trade like a 2022 first for Carson Wentz because you know, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace might not be there. So why not give up, you know, like, but that's something that, that, that GMs and coaches and personnel guys do out of desperation. And it is ultimately not good over the long haul. That's part of why the Patriots, you know, were able to be so successful is they didn't operate in the moment while, you know, roughly 28 other teams or 25 other teams were doing just that at, at, at any given time. Just to be clear, I heard nothing after you said to wit. <laughs> thanks for watching thanks for listening thank you Carson Wentz I couldn't see any chat <laughs> questions if people were asking them. I don't even know if it was on uh, sorry in advance we're behind thanks Carson Wentz for the content enjoy your time in uh, Indy get the shrimp cocktail at Elmo's see you guys later Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing.